Amen. Good morning. Hey, I uh, thank you for standing. That's our custom to stand while we read the word. But I'm going to start off with a couple of testimonies. I'm going to let you just remain seated. Hey, I tell you what, stand back up. Stand up. Stand up. Let's get our exercise in. Hey, you just do what's comfortable for you. But if it's comfortable for you, just move out from where you are. Wave at somebody. Fist bump them, whatever. And just greet each one. Welcome people, if you don't know their faces, just welcome them to Grace Point. We want them to know that we are so appreciative of them choosing to be with us today. Thank you guys for being here. Amen. We are mindful of those that, of our members that join us by Facebook. And uh, we love you guys. Uh, just as much. I ran into someone I was in the grocery store late yesterday evening with my wife and somebody come up to me and I recognize them. Of course, they recognize me. And, and uh, they said, Pastor, we watch every Sunday and uh, we support financially and uh, they've just been concerned about some of this stuff. But I said, we love you. We appreciate you. And uh, so we do. All of you guys on Facebook, just know that we love and appreciate you and appreciate your support of this ministry. Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Um, I'll go ahead and apologize a little bit for my voice. You can tell it ain't quite where it should be, but it's better than it was, I promise you. And uh, we're just, we're so thankful. Um, I tell you, uh, last Sunday was awesome. We've we just kind of been in a season, uh, I guess, a few weeks here. Uh, I wish I could push the buttons and make the things that's been happening happen every service. Uh, but uh, as Ron was saying, Elder Ron, I, uh, we don't take it for granted. We're so thankful. You know, the Bible talks about in 1 Corinthians that, that God has given gifts of the Holy Spirit. Gifts means that we, it's a gift. Uh, we don't earn it. We don't deserve it. And if it's a gift, you can't unearn it. Amen. When God gives a gift, the Bible said his gifts are irrevocable. Uh, God never takes his gift and uh, uh, whatever that gift is. And God has many gifts. And, of course, in 1 Corinthians uh, 12, it talks about gifts of the Holy Spirit. And one of those that it mentions often is the gift of prophecy. And we believe in that here. And... Uh, uh, I've been blessed out all these many years at times when God chooses to, to, to do that, and I still can't explain it. I can't tell you how I know what I know. We always just call it, you know where it goes off, and not the knower that's up here, but the knower that's in here. And so if you was here last Sunday, last Sunday, right at the end of the service, we ministered to a, a young lady, and she's back, and this last Sunday was her second Sunday, right? Her name is Erica, and I'm not making her up. I'm not asking you to do anything, but just wave. Wave your hand. See her? She's a real person. Amen. So sweet, Erica. We're glad you're back. This is your third Sunday at Grace Point. And so Erica has given me permission, right, to share uh, what she shared with me after the service. And, uh, and of course, when, when, you know, sometimes I don't understand this. As I look at certain people, it's hard to explain spiritual things, but I, God illuminated her to me. As far as I knew, I'd never seen her before in my life. And uh, I, uh, that's why I asked her in front of you guys, was this her first time here? And she said this was her second. 
And I jokingly said, will there be a third? And look at there, there is a third time. And, uh, and, and I knew when she was uh, left her seat, as many of you were coming up, but I, God had illuminated her so uh, vividly to me, and I knew that uh, last Sunday was very, God was just to really uh, rock her world, bless her really good. And sometimes it's hard for me to relay publicly what I'm seeing spiritually uh, because sometimes I realize, you know, but let me tell you something about God. Everything that God ever does or says has a redemptive purpose. Um, and if you, if you really believe that, it would save you a lot of believing a lot of heresy that's out there. But if God's involved, there's a redemptive purpose. And so when she come and stood before me, uh, you heard me over this mic, and I'm not trying, I'm just trying to validate, and I'm trying to give God glory here with, for this, because so many times you hear me prophesy, you hear me minister to people, and I don't know what goes on in your head, you wonder whether that was right, or this or that, or whatever, you know, sometimes I wonder what was right, you know, unless you tell me. So as soon as the service over, um, uh, she came up and, and and shared with me, you know, her, you know, her testimony. I guess we call it her testimony. But when she came up, I ministered to her, and 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 I said these words to her. I said, "Your past is over." How many members that? I said, "God said your past is over, so don't you, know, you, you just do it. whatever your past is, it's over." God didn't show me what her past was. He just told me to tell her, "Your past, girl, is over." God told me, to, and I told her the addiction is broken. Have you heard me say that? I said, the addiction is done. And, um, and I also, uh, God told me to tell you that the relationship and the worry you have about your children. And God told me she's a mom. And I said, you're a mother. And I asked her how many kids she had. She said, I have two. And so I said, the relationship, and don't worry about that. God's going to fix that with the kids. Have you heard of me tell her that? And um, I don't know what all that means because... The Bible says we, we see in part and we prophesy in part. Um, and so after the service, and I just said that by faith, but man, I could really witness the presence of God on this lady. After the service, and I'm saying this with her permission, you still good with everything. She, we stood right over here, and uh, the man that was with her, I don't even see how much, I don't even know if that's her husband, boyfriend, or, or whatever, but he, he one came up, he said, I want her to tell you <laughs> her story, you know, and we stood there together, and she said, uh, Pastor, she said, when you ministered all that to me, she said, I've, I've been out of uh, jail, how, how long ago, you said? How long? Two years. So there's the past, you know. Uh, there's several folk in here been in jail in the past, amen, and God's delivered and blessed and changed our lives amen and so I didn't know that but God does and he loves this woman and he loves you and so God told me to tell her see don't worry about that your past is over she said I've been you know trouble and turned to meth meth um, I think methamphetamines meth and uh, had turned to that the addiction's broken and and then there was a custody battle been going on for her kids um or, you know, somebody, you know, there'd been a battle there with the kids. And, uh, and, and God assured her that don't worry about that, uh, that he's going to fix all of that. And she had every, and, and then she told me somebody was trying to get custody of her children. And, and isn't that, I mean, that, that's just so cool that God would do that. And I looked at her last Sunday. 
I said, how in the world would I know that except the Lord reveal it to me? And I said, it's just to build faith in you, to have faith in him. That all of that, you know, your past is done. The meth addiction's broken. And God's going to restore that relationship with those kids. And you're not going to lose them. And God's going to take care of every bit of it. Amen. Come on, give God praise. Glory. And I, I never get tired of this. And don't ever let me prophesy something like that. You got that kind of story and then don't come up and tell me. Amen. And then, I mean, and, and Erica, we love you. We're, man, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited for you. And I, I went home so blessed, you know, and, and I so want God to do that as often as he wills to do it. And, but I, what I want to do is tell you that he's no respecter of person. And if he'd said that to this woman, uh, God loves your kids. It ain't that, they may be in another state or another country. They may be addicted. They may be in prison or jail. I'm telling you, God loves them. And he's, he, he cares the same for them as he does for this woman. And, and he reached and touched her in a, in a supernatural way. And, it, and then a few Sundays before that, minister, we ministered to two women. This is the third woman here in about four, five, six weeks, isn't it, church? And uh, God loves, you know, his daughters, I tell you that. And, and, and it's, just, it's just so wonderful for God. Not only do we preach the gospel of grace here and the gospel of Jesus, but we get to see the power of God. We get to see the gifts of the Holy Spirit in operation. And, and that's awesome. That doesn't make me or this church. It's just, it's just awesome. That, and you have to go for it. You have to, by faith, just trust God. Say what God is saying. You know, even after the other uh, Sunday, me and my wife was talking about it. She was like, and, and she's married to me, and she still don't get it. And I don't get it either. And, you know, and, 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 and we prayed for, you know, things. And, and uh, you know, we didn't get to see everything that she came up for. And there's my wife like, here it is, you ministering this woman. God's doing miracles and just, and here I got to go to the doctor. <laughs> well, and then Monday I get uh, unhealthy. It's called getting sick. And have laryngitis from Monday to Saturday morning. I'm talking about couldn't speak nothing. Jill was really taking advantage. She's back there in the back. She roughed me up all week. I couldn't talk back to her. I just had to take it. I just had to just be quiet and take it. No, I'm teasing. You know better than that. And uh, the reason she's sitting back there, she's on call with her company with Century 21. So she was getting all kind of calls today. And <clears throat> I had Pastor Johanna. She is so sweet. I had her on standby. Uh, she's ready anyway. I didn't have to tell her that. And I said, you might have to preach today now. I don't know if I'll you know, have enough voice to, to go for it. But I didn't want to miss Man, I didn't want to miss. I wanted to be here to tell them about Erica and uh, share what God did uh, for her last Sunday. And then so I go home last Sunday um, as soon as the service was over, and, and I had a message on my uh, that came in through our Grace Point Church website. Is uh, Johanna's in here? Uh, hey, darling, could you come up here? Uh, I'm not going to ask you to preach right now. Uh, I just want you to read this, save my voice so I don't have to hear me gravel. She's a good reader. Don't you love Pastor Johanna? Bless her as she comes up. <clears throat> Joe, use that mic, please. 
uh, this email was sent to me last Sunday. It came in through our website. And uh, uh, this and I don't really know this lady, but Joe, just could you just read that? And, and maybe it's kind of lengthy, but I think the church will be blessed by that. Huh? And it's yeah, yeah, I think so. <laughs> Brother Dale, several times in my life I have sought God. Now, wait a minute. It's not, they said it's not on. <laughs> it's showing the light. Hello, 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 hello. Okay. Brother Dell, several times in my life I have sought God, and without fail, he always points me back to listen to you. I know you don't know me, but throughout my life, you have been a huge influence. I grew up Church of God, but have prayed. God just showed me, show me truth and show me your power. I remember at 22 years old, walking out of the church, I grew up in and looked to the sky and saying, God, I just can't live this. It's just too hard. This was right after the preacher had preached that women can't wear pants, wear makeup, wear jewelry. And on this particular night, the preacher said, if Jesus comes tonight and you're wearing pajamas, because they were made like pants, then I just don't think you'll make it. I walked outside, looked into the heavens and said to God, it's too hard, I can't do this. Almost immediately I heard the voice, uh, a voice saying, good, lean on me and I will carry you, I will show you. Back when COVID started again, I felt like God said, look up Dell Young. So I got on the internet and looked you up. I didn't know you were not in Adele anymore, saw you were in Valdosta, just wanted you to be encouraged and to keep doing as God directs you. You have been doing what God wants because he keeps leading me to you for truth and to witness the power of God. You speak the truth from the lips of God himself. I believe that. I feel it in my spirit. The very first time I ever heard you speak was at Liberty Church of God, you ran a revival there years ago. I have to tell you this. My husband and I had gone through a rough patch and was trying to get back together. He said, let's go to Hazelhurst Church of God on that particular night. I thought for a moment and said, no. Let's go to Adel and hear Del Young. It was lunchtime, and I didn't know your hours of service, but we took off to Adel. We were just going to wait till church started but when we got there, found out that y'all were having church, I think at 3.30 in the afternoon, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. We didn't know a soul there, except I had heard you years before preach that revival at Liberty Church of God in Bacon County. My daughter was like 10 or 12 years old, and she went with us. Not long after we got there, we realized church was starting in a few minutes, so we went in sat down about halfway the church, uh, halfway back in the church on a pew. People came and shook our hands, and the church started, but no one knew us. You started off by saying, Church, God has completely changed my message, and I was planning to preach tonight. You said, If you think you are here by accident, you are not. This is a divine appointment of God. God has changed my message, and I will be preaching on restoration. Now remember, I said we were trying to get through a rough patch. We had been separated for almost a year. 
I just looked up and thought in my mind, God, you fixing to show out in here tonight? I felt in my heart he had ordained the whole service for us to be there. Yes, you preached about God restoring what the canker worm had stolen. Then you asked the church to stand. You was very hesitant. Then asked if everyone would please come to the front of the church. We went along with everyone else and stood near the front pew. You said a prayer and then said, I don't want to embarrass anyone, but will the family that is right here come forward? You prayed with us and gave us a message straight from God to us through you. Let me tell you, it changed our lives. My daughter is now 43, so that's been around 33 years. God thought that little 22-year-old girl that walked out of church, uh, out of the church of God years before and told God it was too hard was worth changing a whole service for. And he showed me he cares for even me, and I was worth it. He was even concerned about my marriage. It changed my life. That's who God is. But what if you, his servant, had not been willing to follow God? My husband has been dead for 10 years, and I miss him every day. But I know if he could tell you, he would say, by you following God, you changed our lives. Be encouraged, brother. You may think what you're doing doesn't matter, but I'm here to say God thinks you matter, and my family knows you do. Give God be the glory. <laughs> Can you imagine how encouraging that was to me after the Sunday we had last Sunday with Erica and I go home and I read this email from this dear lady that took the time to come in to find where I was, come into our church website and message uh, us and it, and it came to me and and I'm so thankful, and I do, I remember that as I began to read it. I remember uh, that service, even though it was that many years ago, I guess 33 years ago uh, now. And just, it's, it's so awesome. And, and God changed the service that Sunday to minister really to that family. And I do believe God does stuff like that. I believe he'll change, I believe he loves you so much, he'll change a whole service for somebody. And in fact, he did that very thing last Sunday for this lady, for Erica. Because as you remember, I was preaching on something else. And I got up and I said, all that's done. I didn't even bring my iPad because that was what the sermon was on. No point, I'm not preaching that. And he changed the whole service for this lady. And I just prayed that 33 years from today, you'll be able, Erica, to, to write an email like that, how God changed your life. And because um, I can't change anybody's life. If I could change life, I'd change mine. Amen. I would go, you are now a billionaire, kaboom, you know, and, and, but I, I can't do that. Um, but, but I want you to know that this, this God we serve is not a God that, you know, where you come and you just get lessons and try to how to be a better person. God's a supernatural God that knows you. He knows what you're facing. He knows what you're going through. Uh, and, and it don't have to be, you know, everybody's different. And, and it doesn't matter whether it's been addictions and, and, and all that stuff, 
whatever the deal is, God loves you. And he wants you free. Whom the sun sets free, is free indeed. And, and that just means really, really free. I told you I remember <clears throat> being in uh, Nichols, Georgia, and, uh, and, and just a little church um, and preaching years ago. And uh, there was probably 40 people there total. And, I, and, and, and it stuck out to me because most of the people were, were elderly you know, people. It just happened to be that the demographics of that church. But then on the very back pew on this side of this little church is one of those churches where you open the back door and you step right into the church. Had two double doors, a little bitty small porch, and that's how it was. And there was a young man sitting on the back side, uh, on, on this side. And, and uh, as I got uh, almost to the end of the, the message, um, I was standing down front, and, and he got up and went to leave. And actually, you know, put his hand on the, open the door to, to, to exit the, the building. And it's some of those things, I guess, I don't know that God makes you, but you just, I guess you, you try to, to respond to what you feel God. And I, anyway, I just, before I even knew what I did, I said, I said, sir, stop. <laughs> I said, come here. And I remember he had his hand on the knob and he was looking at me and like, how dare you uh, stop me from leaving the building, you know? And so he delayed a minute. I didn't think he was, I didn't know if he was going to go on out or he would come up front. But he came up front, and uh, when he's walking up front, this is just how did I do it. I'm inside, I'm outside, I'm not saying nothing. Uh, but inside, I'm saying, oh, God, please help me here. Show me what it is. And, of course, if, you know, there's times that I don't necessarily know if God shows me anything. And if he don't, I'm always going to pray my best prayer, Right? We always do that. But this man come and stood there, this young man, probably in his 20s or 30s. <clears throat> and he stood there and, and I, I said, uh, I, I'd like to pray for you. And uh, God didn't show me anything to, to say to him. So I just said, I'd like to pray for you. And so he didn't even say okay. He didn't say anything. He just stood there like he was mad. You know, just he wasn't helping me at all. And I laid my hands on him. There was a bunch of people gathered around. And there was a bunch of praying people. And we laid hands. And I just started praying, you know, for the Lord to touch him, whatever. I don't remember. And prayed my best prayer. I didn't feel anything. He obviously didn't feel anything because he didn't do anything. And he didn't smile and he didn't cry and he didn't say nothing. And, uh, and so I was kind of getting a little nervous on the inside. And I was younger, a lot younger then. And I remembered... You know, and I do it off. I do it now all the time. But I, I, I said, I said, Papa, what is it? Show me what it is. And uh, he said, Tell him that he is the reason that I've sent you to this revival. I sent you here for him. And uh, and I told him, I, I said, Sir, I want you to look at me. Look at me. And so he lifted his head up, and I told him those simple words. I said, God told me to tell you that you're the reason that I'm in Nichols, Georgia tonight. He sent me here because he loves you. When I said that, that man yelled so loud, he scared me. Uh, and threw both hands in the air and began to cry and wail and weep for God. Uh, I would say he did something then. And uh, 
And he went right on, you know, of course, to receive Jesus as his Savior. And then he said, can I say something? And I, and I said, yeah. I said, I'll hold the mic. If you're a preacher, you learn to hold the mic yourself when the people you don't know talk. Okay, so don't be offended by that. That way we can take it back if we need to. Uh, amen. <laughs> uh, so I held the mic, pointed it to him, and this is what he said. And God knows this is what he said. He said, I'm a drug addict. I told I don't need, I didn't even know if I believed that God was real. He said I told God, and I saw this little church, and I saw that they were having services, and I don't know nothing about this church or the people. I said I'll go into this church, God, and I said if you real, you prove to me that you know I'm alive, because after tonight, after if you don't do something, I'm taking my life. I can't live this like this anymore. And that's what he said he was doing, was turning to go out of the church to take his life. Uh, and because he didn't see nothing that impressed him, you know, in, in, in what he'd seen. And then he said, I went to leave and you told me to stop. And you told me to come up here. And I said, when you told me that God said that he sent you because of me, he said, it broke my heart. And I want to tell you that guy got so saved you couldn't even run him off the church property uh, and I'm telling you what the pastor told me and I knew this pastor well and for years uh, that that guy would be like that pastor's right hand guy the pastor called me one day he said you remember that guy six months ago that you prophesied over prayed for I said yeah he said that guy just started staying at the church and he would say you know I want to just be down here and rake the yards or clean the toilets, or sweep the church. He said, well, I don't have no money to pay. He said, I don't want no money, Pastor. He said, this is where I got free. I, I just want to be on this property. And he just stayed there and just and, and, and worked and, and, and became part of that church. And, and I was in a denomination, the Church of God, actually, is what I was in at that time. And I would go to Tifton to the general headquarters to meetings and stuff, and that pastor would come in and hear that guy come in right on his arm, you know, just smiling right by his side. And he'd say, hey, Pastor Dale. And I'd say, hey, brother. And he said, this guy right here has made me the best member I've ever had. I'd say, and, and, you know, the Bible said he who has been forgiven much, Jesus said they do what? They love much. They love much. And I want to tell you that's the God uh, that we serve today. And, and it's not just me. He'll use you. He wants you to just be a vessel, be an instrument to the Lord. Sometimes we get so caught up in trying to make a living, live life, survive this thing. You know, it makes our hearing not too good. Remember, God speaks in that still, small voice. I felt like when Jeannie was singing that last song about the throne, and it's like what Ron said, such a presence. Just a, I, I, That's what I would describe it, just a a sweet presence of God. But when you started singing about the throne, I see the Lord and I see the train in the throne. Of course, my mind could not go anywhere else uh, but Isaiah 6. And it says there in verse 1 that it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting on his throne. It says he was high and lifted up. And it says his train filled the temple 
And around him it said there stood seraphims. Those are special, special angels. And it said each of them had six wings. And with two they covered their face. And two they covered their feet. And with two they flew. And it said I heard the voice of those angels cry, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. And then it said the, the doors, the, the, the threshold uh, of the temple doors moved at the voice of him who spoke. And I felt like when that was being sung this morning, that's the verses that come to my heart and mind. And I felt like God was telling me that because we were all, I think, at that moment seeing the Lord exalted high and lifted up. And his train, what does that mean? Uh, his presence filling the temple. The temple today is not something made with wood and bricks or mortar. It's not something in Israel or in Valdosta. But you are the temple of the Lord. Paul said it. Know you not that you're the temple of God and you are the habitation of the Most High. And I felt like God would say that it don't matter what's been going on in your life. If it's the year that your king Uzziah, see the prophet Isaiah said the king of Israel has died. It's a dreadful time. We don't know who the king's going to be, who the next one, we, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if a foreign army is going to try to come in here and take us over now that our king is dead. But he said this was a very tragic, very dangerous uh, time. But he said in the year that king Uzziah died, he said, I saw also the Lord. The Lord was high, still sitting on his throne and lifted up. And I want to tell you that if your king Uzziah has died, if something has gone on in your life, I want to tell you God's still on the throne. God's still high and lifted up and his presence is still with you and his presence is still in you. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. And it doesn't matter. And if you could just by faith this morning... I want the worship team to come back up here if we can find them all. Get back up here, fire up that third song about the temple. We're going to sing this and let God just be God. Listen, in the, key, in, that, in the year that King Uzziah died, the Lord is still on the throne. Man, there's a lot of stuff going on in this world. But can I just say as a little preacher with a hoarse voice, God's still on his throne. Let me tell you something else I felt standing on that front row. It says the, the, the threshold, the doorpost, it says, moved at the voice of him who spoke. You don't expect the doorpost to move. What God told me to tell you is things in your life that you thought would never move, would never change. Those things are moving right now. Those things are moving at the voice of him who spoke. And, and, and you're going to join your voice with his voice. See, the angels don't have to be prompted. They don't have to say it's worship time. They just see God and start saying, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. Amen. And so we're going to join our voice with the voice of the angels. We're going to sing holy, holy, holy. It don't matter what King Uzziah, what, what's going on in our life. It don't matter what's died. You could say your marriage has died. Relationships have died. Your finances have died. This has died or that's died. But I want to tell you in the year that that died, see also the Lord. Because he's high. He's lifted up on his throne. He's still God Almighty. He's still a supernatural God. He's still a healing God and a delivering God and a saving God. He's not changed. Like that woman wrote 33 years ago, 
God used a little old boy in a little town called Sparks to change their lives, to let them know that he loved them and it didn't matter that their marriage was going through a rough place. Some of you are in here today. Your marriage is rocky. Your marriage is in trouble. That's why you're here. Know that God heard that. God sees you sitting here. He knows your marriage is in trouble, but God's for you. God's gonna restore it. it that addiction don't have you. Your past is over. You are free. Because God wouldn't free one woman. Because the, the service last Sunday, God said, there's one thing I want you to say to him. Woman, thou art loosed from thy infirmity. Woman, thou art loosed. And he changed the whole service to say to Erica, woman, thou art loosed from your infirmity. You are loosed from those methamphetamines. You are loosed from that prison. You are loosed from that trouble. You are free in Jesus' name. God would do that. He would change a whole service to say to one woman, daughter, you are loosed. What Jesus said last Sunday to that woman, he said, should ought not this woman who has been bound by Satan for these 18 years, who is bent over and cannot even lift her own self up, ought not this daughter of Abraham be loosed from her infirmity. And Jesus with boldness looked at her and said, woman, thou art loosed. What's God saying to you, man, woman, teenager, you're loosed from your infirmity. You're loosed from your addiction. You're loosed from whatever it is, if you'll just believe it today. Don't talk about King Uzziah dying. Talk about the Lord sitting high on his throne and his presence filling the temple of God. And I want to tell you, doorposts are going to move for you. Things that were unmovable are moving in Jesus' name. How many believes that with me this morning? Come on, give God praise. Sing it, guys. Sing it. I saw the Lord seated on his throne. He was clothed in glory. Okay, we're going to believe God to heal this little baby. This is a precious little baby who cannot hold down formula. His stomach hurts. It cries all the time, can't sleep. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we rebuke this. We declare healing, be healed. We speak to this baby's stomach, GI tract. Whatever's wrong, make it right right now, Jesus. We declare her healed. We declare this baby healed in Jesus' name. We believe it. We thank you that you're the God that heals, delivers, and sets free. Be healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. Let her eat. Let her be strong. Let her sleep through the night. Lord God, we declare that this will be no more from this moment forward. This baby's healed in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we do what you would do if you were here as your ambassadors. In Jesus' name, we say be healed, for by his stripes you were healed. Declare healed in Jesus' name. You'll eat, you'll drink formula, you'll keep it down, you'll not cramp, you'll not be disturbed. 
you'll grow and be blessed of the Lord in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, how many believe it with me? Say amen. church seated on his throne he was clothed in glory exalted high on the very back back here on this side would you raise your hands sir yes you come here would you mind coming here How about today being your day? <laughs> yes, Lord. They cry, you are holy, oh, so Let me tell you what God just did. I told you what God did for that woman, he's doing for you. I said, you, you've had addiction in your life and God is setting you free. He's, I said, is that, listen, I said, is that accurate? Tell them how long you've been addicted. Since I was 16. How old are you? 40. He's been addicted since he was 16. He's 40 years old. God just set him free. Come on, somebody. to me this is his first time he's ever been in the building first time he's ever been here can you believe what God's doing up at Grace Point Church hallelujah hallelujah God is setting he is setting the attic free since he was 16 years 40 years old you believe what God's done for you today I do I do with all my heart he spoke to me I knew when I was telling that story, God just showed me when he was walking up here, when I was telling that story about that man sitting on this side at the back, he was like, oh God, in his heart, I wish that was me. I want to tell you it was you because what God's done before, he'll do again. So. Hallelujah. 
Amen. Y'all say blessings to Chris. Amen. God bless you, buddy. God bless you. Walk into freedom. Love this man on his way back to his seat. Encourage him. Let him know you love him. Let him know you're praying for him. Come on, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My lungs are healed. Well, I can't. Phil said, "Well, I can't read that." And I put my lungs. <laughs> yes, Lord. Amen. I love this couple. They're such an encouragement to me. I rejoice with you. It feels good to breathe. Don't look at you. You just gonna suck up all the oxygen in the room. Amen. For three weeks, you just had you struggled for three weeks to breathe. Amen. Can you breathe good? Oh man. That's awesome. Yes, you are. Love you. God bless her. Yes, sir. Come on, give God praise. Hallelujah. I tell you, things are moving this morning. God's moving. Those doorposts are getting moved. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sing it again. Let's see what else happens. Yes, Lord. Oh 
Amen. Where you at, Crawford? He wants to. This ain't just somebody we don't know. This is Dexter, and how many knows we've believed for miracles for him, for his heart. Hold it up close, Dex, where they can hear you, buddy. Yes, how y'all doing today? Um, I know, I know for sure we on holy grounds right now. Um, a lot of y'all know I've been dealing with a lot of heart issues. Uh, my heart is working at 11%, but I'm still here. Um, last year um, was a rough year for me. I had my blood was um, my blood was um, infected. I could have died. Um, my heart was irregular. I could have died. Um, I had some issues right now as we speak, internal bleeding. Um, they can't find it because you know, we all believe that God is with us, and um, it's not there. They're not going to find it. Um, and also, I just got over COVID, and only had it for um, two days. And with all of the stuff that I do, they said it'll be, you know, real bad for me, but God sustained me. And I'm here, and I'm blessed. And I just want to encourage y'all, the ones that's watching, y'all just know that God is with you, and this is holy grounds. Wherever God is at, it's holy grounds, so be there. Father, we believe in for total recovery for Dexter in Jesus' name. God, we declare a new heart for him. In Jesus' name, praise God. Oh, praise God. You know, when I was coming up, they, what they would call this, we done jumped into a revival. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, it's been four years, uh, just four years ago, just a small testimony. Four years ago, for the people only, I was under a bridge, living under a bridge. I, I was shooting dope in my veins. I was about dead. I've done, been in prison, in and out of jail, and went to the house of grace, and just fully delivered. I mean, it's been blessing after blessing after blessing. I come from nothing, having nothing to wife, kid, house, two and a half acres, four bedroom house. Promotion after promotion, just got promoted at work. I'm management now, making really good money. Have a beautiful family. I mean, and he just he just keeps on. Not just every time, it's just like one more again. Yeah, I just want to dance. I just want to dance. It's just it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing what he's done in my life. Dale has been in the house of grace and preached and watched me. It's just, and I give him all the glory and praise. And just in, out there to to help. And the same people that where I was holding up a street sign and I was begging for money and I was sitting there saying and I was using the money for the wrong things. And even people ride by and they said, well, they're not going to give them any money because it's going to go over. I did these things, but if it wasn't for that one person to give me money that I used it for that food that particular time, I wouldn't be here today. So I ask and encourage if you listen and you see these people on the side of the road and you see them holding up that street sign, bow and listen to that still small voice. Father is going to tell you. He will tell you if you should hand that person or if you should help that person that money. 
Now, we don't want to give any money to anyone, and that would be the last bit of money that they use, and they do the wrong thing with it. And this is why I ask him these questions and just be obedient. So now, like I said, he's just been blessing after blessing after blessing. And I've got this beautiful girl in my wife, and just, and just, and just on and on. It just hasn't stopped. Come on, give God praise for that. I tell you, God is the God of restoration, healing, deliverance, glory. Amen. God bless you guys. I, I, do, I just feel so strong, and I'm not going to call you out because of the nature of it, but uh, you're here. I spoke to you all ago. I think you knew I was talking to you. I don't know you. I don't know if it's your first Sunday. I don't know nothing about you. But I'm telling you today, if you believe God, your marriage will get back on the proper path. Uh, God's going to forgive. I know you don't feel like you got any kind of feeling right now. feels pretty cold. But God's restoring that heart. He's going to make the marriage greater than you ever dreamed it could be. And so please go out of here knowing that you came in here with your marriage in severe trouble. Forget all the plans and thoughts you might have, what you're going to do, this and that. And just believe God for that marriage to be made whole. Amen. I just want to encourage you with that. Hallelujah. Hey, and as that happens, just please drop me a little email and say, hey, that Sunday, you know, you said that. That was, that was me. That was us. And God did it. God's a great, great God. And just like they sung, he's worthy to be praised and given glory and honor. For this is all by him. He just loves his kids. He loves you. Amen. Amen. Okay. See, this is y'all's fault now. It's 12 o'clock, so don't blame me. No, just, you know I don't care. intervened on her marriage and changing everything. Come on, give God praise. Amen. Come on, let her know you love her on her way back to her seat. Hey, I'll take a hoarse voice if this is what it produces. somebody about Jesus. Invite them if they don't have a church to please come here. You know, it, you see the fruit of the gifts and I don't know why. I can't explain. I think I know a little why. 
But God gives and those things works better if I don't know the people. If I've, ne- you, you see that. If I've never seen them before, it's just like God's just, there it goes. It don't mean he don't love you that I know, but if I know you, then I know you. And it probably wouldn't be a big deal for me to tell you stuff unless God shows me stuff that you know I wouldn't know about but him. But we love you and you see how much God loves you. How in the world can we not be changed? Uh, when we, and it, the greatest change comes when we behold an unchangeable God. God himself, he does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And what he did for that woman that Johanna read the email 33 years ago, he did for this woman last Sunday. What he did for that man probably 25 years ago in Nichols, Georgia, he did for that brother back there this morning. Come on, Christopher, right back there. He did it for him this morning. So God's not a God that used to move. God is a God that's still doing signs, wonders, and miracles and deliverances. Amen. And so please help me to get this word out. I believe we're in a in a season of something awesome here. And let's just keep it, let's just keep saying, God, we, we just want you to deliver people, save people, set them free, see their lives change forever. Whatever's going on that's wrong. I want to tell you one thing I know about God. The pain that I suffer in my life has never been at his hand. It's always been because of the devil, my own doings, or just the results of living in a fallen world that's not heaven yet. But I know that God has only always and forever done good by me. And everything he's ever allowed to come and done in my life has been because of his redemptive value and nature and love for me. Amen. So you go and be blessed. You enjoy your Sunday. We love you at Grace Point Church. Bring somebody with you. Tell them about what God's doing down here, what God's doing at Grace Point. Let's see this place filled with people. I'd love to see this place filled with people that were bound and and, and God just sets them free every Sunday, delivers them. There's no power like God's power, amen? Amen, we love you. God bless you.